Let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. Did they send me daughters when I asked for sons? You are the saddest bunch I ever met. But you can bet before we're through, Mr. I will make a man up. Tranquil as a forest, but on fire within. Once you find your centre, you are sure to win. Welcome to the episode. My name is Liban and this is Liban is Listening. Um, we're going to go straight into it. This is a this is a conversation between me and Johnny and I'm just going to, I'm going to fade us right in. Let's go it. In media res, right into it. Boom. All right, listen, listen. I want to, because I want to ask you a question, Liban. You want to put me I want to ask spot. you a question. You don't even want to give me a chance to think about what you're going to say. You just want no, of us to not. start recording and you're going to put me I on would... the spot and make me uncomfortable. Okay, let's do I'm it. Doing, I'm not making you uncomfortable. We can always cut it. Whatever. But I want to know. I, I want to know. I want to know if you love me. Yeah, that's what I want to know. I want to know if you love me. No, it's how will I know? Not I want to know. It's how will I how know? How will I know? No, that's completely yeah. wrong. I that's, don't even think it's will you love me. How will I know? No, no, no. no, no. Oh, I got it completely wrong. I, th- yeah. This is something I'm You're not gonna, good at. I'm terrible with lyrics. I'm so bad. No, I'm, I'm, re- I'm okay with people knowing that I'm not good with lyrics. Lyrics aren't my thing. <laughs> well, there's actually a lot of things I wanted to ask you for this episode. A lot of the notes I have for this episode, it's stuff that I want to... I want to understand you a bit better. He wants to understand me better. I don't know that song. That's not no, even a song. That's not a song. I just, right. I'm singing. I'm singing what you're saying. All right. And I'm worried you're going to clam up on me, though, Luke. No, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you straight. Wor- I'll I'm give it to you straight, like Pear Cider, straight from the uh, uh, Petri. Um, I want to know. I want to know. What podcasts you listen to? Mm-hmm. Because I want to know your vision for the podcast. All right, let me bring up my podcast app, and I'll tell you immediately. Let's let's just you tell me, and, 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 and yeah, and I want you, and I want, I'm going to ask you some questions about because I think we have slightly diverging. Because oh, we've got very different tastes. We've got very different tastes. Not I, just I, different tastes. I think we have different backgrounds almost in podcasts. Because for me, podcast basically video game podcasts. I listen, I used to listen to them 10 years ago when I listened to podcasts a lot, I listened to video game podcasts, mm-hmm. which are all three, four hours long, mm-hmm. all quite boring. They're, they're really, that's where the term friendships in there. It's not my term. It's, it comes from that community, video gamers, podcasts. It's like friendships. It's four hours of like those really not saying anything exciting, saying I play this, but blah, blah, blah you know. And then I like conspiracy podcasts. I've listened to a few, and I, 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 there's not really any. Every time I've tried to get into another one, I've not really stuck with it for more than six months anyway. But go mm-hmm. on, you, you, you tell, you tell me. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna just. It's not alphabetical. It's just I'm gonna go from the top left to the bottom right. Um, starting at the top left, we've got uh, Welcome to the Adventure Zone, which is a, never heard of it. Yeah, it's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast about ah. uh, it's a it's a family. It's three guys who are brothers and their dad, and they they all play Dungeons and Dragons together, and it's really good. It's very they have a very nice campaign, and it's a very intricate one where they sort of 
do lots and lots of different things and have lots of different adventures and they're all quite funny dudes and they all play off each other really well so it's really fun to listen to how long is that podcast oh it's usually i think about an hour an hour and a half maybe per episode yeah something like that right right that's pretty yeah that's a dungeons and dragon podcast that's yeah a whole um, different thing i get it i get why that would be entertaining yeah um next one is one called hello from the magic tavern it's an improv comedy oh i know podcast. this uh, yeah, I think I, I recommended it to you years ago. It's an improv yeah. comedy podcast about um, a guy from our world who slips into another world, another a ma- magical, fantastical world. And then yeah. he sort of every episode is him having a chat with uh, a new character from that world yeah. and trying to explore it a bit. So it's funny. It's r- not it's not always great, but it's, it's always entertaining, I'd say. Yeah. OK, go on. Next one is how did this get made? Which is... Oh shit! You still listen to that? I listened to that for like a brief period about six years ago. Yeah, where I thought it was mildly funny, and I remember the episode mm-hmm. that was like, "Fuck this shit! These guys aren't funny enough." Well, you know, the episode was the episode yeah. was. Go on. Let me tell you this because I remember this vividly. Because Maya actually was listening to a bit of this, okay. and she she got bored of it. She was not into podcast. It was the episode they did on Demolition Man. And they did an episode of Demolition Man, and they were because the, the whole shtick is like, oh, this movie's a shit, and then they rip a piss out of the movie. Okay, fine. They did Demolition Man, and they were acting like it's not one of the best movies ever created. And I thought, okay, either these guys are fucking idiots for not seeing how good that movie is, or they're trying to fake that it's a bad movie just to kind of. And I just thought, it's not funny enough. You're not funny enough to pull off this in Demolition Man. I'll take Demolition Man over any of those cunts. And when I say that, I mean, <laughs> if there was a choice between all four of them dying in a car accident and the existence of a future for Demolition Man, yeah. it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer for me. I mean, it's a, it's a clear choice. I think for most people it would be. But luckily, we don't live in a world where we have... Most to people. We don't have to choose people. between the deaths... Of four people and the existence of a movie. It's a most uh, most people would choose to send them all to Guantanamo Bay over <laughs> losing our, our culture, losing demolition. Right? You're agreeing with me. I, most I agree people, with you. I agree. With most you. people. These are all American podcasts, right? Yeah, yeah. Every single one. I don't think I've got a single one on here that isn't an American podcast. Are you serious? Oh, I've got one from the BBC called Fighting Talk, which is a sports podcast. But other than that, everything else yeah. is American. Yeah. Okay, go on. Let's let's, let's real few through a few more few more names on that podcast list. Um, what's the next one? Uh, Stuff you should know, uh, which is just two dudes talking about random, uh, you know, edutainment kind of articles. Uh, impossible... Hate the hate the title of that podcast. Stuff what? you should know. It's very like patronizing. All right, good to know. Uh, stuff I should know. Stuff you should know. Don't tell me what I should do or should it? You should know. You should know about everything, Johnny. Improv for humans is the next one. It's an improv comedy. Yeah, I podcast. know that one. I listened you to it that for a while. It was um, it, it was good for a brief period, and then it went to shit. I'm surprised you're still listening to it though. Um, I don't listen to it regularly. It's still on my feed, but I listen to it about once every sort of five, six episodes. I don't listen to oh, it. Oh, I thought you fell time. off that before I did it. I, I go through periods. I go through periods with it. 
Yeah. What else we got? Uh, Mission to Zix, another improv um, comedy podcast. It's like Hello from the Magic Tavern, but instead of being a fantasy one, it's a science fiction story. Um, then we've got Film Spotting, which is a film review podcast. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we've got uh, Dear Joan and Jericho? Jessica? No, what does that say? I don't know. Uh, that's one where I listened to a single episode and then I didn't listen to any more of it, but I didn't unsubscribe, so it's just sitting there. Um, Talk to me in Korean, which was a podcast that I used to use like a long, long time ago when I was learning Korean. Don't really. This is a big fact. We shouldn't gloss over this. You speak Korean. Yes. Yeah, I do. The listeners should know that you're a very weird guy, in that you could suddenly decide you want to gain a skill and then gain it in six months, like. Speaking Korean. It literally took years and years to learn Korean. Piano, piano, playing the piano, speaking Korean. What else? You're a very bizarre guy like that. Kind of tragic, actually, how much you could do and how much of your life you've not done stuff. Although we could say that about everyone. Now now I'm going to sit here and get depressed. No, don't get depressed. Don't get depressed. You know this. We've spoken about this before. Yeah, but I like to not think about it, and then when I think about it, it makes me sad. Well, now I've recorded it and let everyone in the world know. Now everyone No, I think that's even some, better. It's, I'm full of unfulfilled potential. No, it's better to have potential than ever try. Oh, just... no. That's the opposite of what everybody says. Because everybody always Listen, says the world it's better is to fucked. try. No, no, no. The world is fucked right now. If you go out and try something, if you go out and you become the greatest guitarist on the planet, right? What do you think is going to happen? You think you're going to get a record deal? You think you're going to live a rock and roll life like Jimi Hendrix? No. You're still going to be just a fucking jobbing session musician because this world does not appreciate talent, you know? And that's going to be even more depressing, you know? Don't go out and become a great sculptor. What the fuck are you doing? What do you think you're going to do? You're still going to be working at a fucking landscaper. That's the best you can do. Maybe make so enough money. Make the key, the key is to be month. mediocre at something and then use that, like the we're doing with this be, podcast. No, not, not be mediocre. Have the a mediocre to... podcast that gets uh, slight traction somewhere and then just lean into that as hard as you can. No, no. The key is to, the key is to know that you could be brilliant. You could have been brilliant. I could have been a contender. Yeah, you could have been a contender, but remain <laughs> disgruntled and never actually follow through and blame the world for not being ready to appreciate the talents. That is I, that is I, the only path to a I happy think, life. I think you're describing a lot of people there. <laughs> I think you just described an entire swathe of society. <laughs> Good. All those people need to get on and donate money to me. All right, there you go. If you are a disgruntled artist who never quite fulfilled your potential, if you were gifted in school, uh, and then we're sort of like your parents sort of looked at you and thought, oh, my kid's going to do great things. And then you never quite did. You maybe you got burnt out in your, you know, late teens, early 20s. Uh, any if any of this rings a bell, subscribe to our podcast and send us money on our Patreon because we're, we're with you. We're the same. We're, we're on you. the same page. We're, we are we're on the same page. We're, I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. Things are doomed. We're about to enter a centuries long dark age right mm-hmm. you are generations away 
from ever seeing a renaissance in the world. So either accept that and don't even try or or well, I'll leave that for another time. That's something that's a very big topic that All I right. could end up All right, speaking well, for four hours about. Don't go but into this, it. This, this is interesting. This is interesting. The reason I asked you about this podcast is because I noticed in your editing of the previous episodes, mm-hmm. I'm starting to get an idea of your vision for the podcast, mm-hmm. which is one hour long, focused on humor, mm-hmm. mainly, and accessible. Would okay. that be incorrect? Is that incorrect? No, that sounds about right. Because uh, I'm, ju- I'm just saying, because when I think of a podcast, I think three hours, mm-hmm. everything left in, yeah. pauses, fumbles, uh, you know, boring, long meandering conversations that lead nowhere, mm-hmm. left in, yeah, right? In fact, the whole podcast might be a meandering conversation. Yeah. That's what I imagine, you know? So shall, shall, shall we stop editing that? Shall we? But the thing is... No, 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 no. I'm not saying I want... That because there's so many things that we don't want out there. There's so many things that we say or oh, share we that yes. we have to sort of cut out. And then, I don't know. Of course, we have to edit out me saying the N-word, which has happened at least a dozen times each episode. The N-word, the F-word, the R-word, the A-word, the B, the C, the D, the the entire yeah, alphabet, Johnny. We have, yeah, the <laughs> alphabet of slurs. Yeah, of course we have to edit that. <laughs> hey, there's 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 a coffee table book idea, the alphabet of slurs. Alphabet <laughs> Do you think we could slurs, get yeah. Penguin to publish that? <laughs> but what are you going to put for illustrations? I don't know. We can get someone to draw like. Coffee table books are visual. They're not, uh, you know. Yeah, well, we can get someone we'll to just dra- get the draw best. examples we'll just... of every slur. We'll get some of the best designers in the world to do like, you know. We'll get calligraphers, we'll get artists to just like Go to make town. those slurs look beautiful. Oh. Present those slurs in the most. In fact, this is sounding more like a postmodern art project. Just yeah, as loving told, as possible. <laughs> yeah, if you told this to if you told this to any kind of St. Martin's College, they'd probably nick your idea and get an A for their interview God thesis with it. All right, let's keep that one. Terrible, terrible lot. The St. Martin's lot. <laughs> yeah. Absolute shine. But, okay, um, what were you saying? So you want this to be more like just three hours? No, I don't want this. Day. No, I'm not saying I want this. I'm not saying I want this. Mm. I'm just saying I'm slightly. I have to align myself with you because I trust you. Are you leading me where the money's going? I'm trusting you to lead me where the money is. Listen, if we want money, there might come a day when we can sit here and talk for two to three hours, and we have enough devoted fans and devoted listeners that they're going to sit there. And they're just going to be like pigs at the trough, just taking whatever we shovel at them. Today, being who we are and be, have, having the level and the status that we do, no one's going to accept that. We do have to have a presentable package. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold your horses. Go on. Because, first of all, right, I was thinking this as well because Amos, who listened to this podcast, our third member, yeah. he listened to this. And he was like, oh, I said, hey, what do you think of it? He said, I was, I was playing a video game while I was, while I was listening to it. 
And, I, and he said, yeah, I laughed at bits of it. And, and yeah, whatever, I was just playing the game. And I was like, this is how people listen to shit. This is how I listen to shit. Yeah. You know? And that's why those like three, four hour long podcasts work. Because people aren't on for, for, for the whole hour they're listening to your show. Yeah, they they dip in and out. Their concentration comes and goes. Yes, right. And we have a short show, like an hour long. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe they tune in that. But I was thinking like three hours, it's like you tune in, you tune out, you tune in, you tune out. Isn't that better when you have like three hours to tune in and tune out? Here's, Here's what I'm saying, though. That might work later on but it won't work now because the initial investment of somebody looking at the table of episodes and seeing episode one, four hours long, someone's going to be looking at that going, fucking hell, I can't sit there and listen to this for four hours. They, they you got to lull them in with short ones first and then go as long as you want. It's it's, different there's a threshold. There's a, there's a threshold over which people won't like listen. Just even if they would, even if they would just press play and let it run, if, if it's the first time they're checking something out, no one's going to risk checking out something that's four hours long. But I'm not sure you're right about that because with a podcast, mm-hmm. there's no sense of completion. Like you start watching a TV show, you've got to watch the see how it ends. Mm-hmm. You start whatever. You start watching a YouTube video. Oh, I've got to see where this goes. But with a podcast, I think people feel perfectly fine. Dip in, 20 minutes, border this, off. You know? Because it's more about the vibe. You're not getting to some conclusive end with a podcast. And it's I a think continual... this, is, this is where our different approaches comes into play. Because I think that describes your experience with your like video game podcast that you dip in and out of. Right. Whereas the ones yeah. that I listen to, I do tend to listen to them from beginning right. to end. Even if I don't pay attention the whole time and I sort of focus on a few other things while it's playing, for the most part, I do listen to them from beginning to end yeah right i have two more questions firstly this is another question when am i going to get to come out on this podcast (laughs) and you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about how long are you going to censor me i have not censored you at all censorship if i've cut out stuff if i've cut out stuff it's been because it's been in other sections that I've cut out. If you want to put something out there as a statement, I'm more than willing to give you the platform to say whatever you want. You say, go ahead, please come out, Johnny. Tell the world. But I'm asking you, though, because look, if you say to me, Johnny, mm-hmm. I don't think it's smart for you to go full <laughs> red pill. I think. I mean, first of all, if you said that, yeah. I would remind you, mm-hmm. what's the biggest podcast on the planet? What is the biggest podcast on the planet? Joe Rogan. You, yeah. Yeah. So maybe, you know, but <laughs> uh, if you said that to me, I would say, okay, if we're going for the safe audience, mm-hmm. I will call it with the anti-Semitic remarks. Listen, the anti-Semitic remarks... If that's the metaphor, not just any semitism, misogyny, conspiracy, yeah, making people understand that we didn't go to the moon, that Ted Kaczynski was framed. Mm-hmm. Who's Ted the, Kaczynski? 
the, the earth is hollow. Wait, wait, wait. You, you know who Ted the... Kaczynski is? The I Unabomber. Oh, I don't know his name. I just know the name, the Unabomber. I don't know the guy's like story or anything. Anyway, we don't need to go into. The, it. There's That's a cult symbolism. That there's a cult symbolism everywhere. That yes, vampires exist. I'm willing to you. I think this is all interesting stuff. I I'm more than happy for you to let people know what a weirdo you are because well, people. Hold on. It's playful and nice. Yeah. Until we get to the current conspiracies that we live in. Mm-hmm. And people have all these touchy nerves that you can poke their buttons, which, you know, I, I enjoy. I mean, I'm not an advocate. I'm not l- listen, arguing. I think if you sit there and you just let people know what you believe and you're not sitting there trying to convince anyone to take action in any shape or way or form, then you're on safe ground and you're still sort of safe and lovable. I think it's the moment when you sit there and you tell people do this and do that and do this and do that and have a call for action that you become a dangerous cult figure. I agree with you somewhat. And I never really tell people. I never really tell people what to do. You know my beliefs, I know your beliefs. We have completely different beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. We accept this. Fine, I'm cool with that. Ebony and Ivory. But Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney. You know these days. No, wait, it wasn't Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney. Who was it? Stevie Wonder and Stevie Paul McCartney. Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney. Oh, yeah, because Michael Jackson Because he was did do a song. Point. He did so Say, he, Say, he did he was, say, say, say be, with Paul McCartney. That would be Ivory say, and Ivory. Say, say, da, 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 da. Oh, it's a great tune. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, it's a beautiful tune. After this. Check that out. Check What's that it called? Out. Say, Say, Say? Uh, yes, I think it's called Say, Say, Say. It's something pretty... Yes, it's Say, Say, Say. Brilliant, brilliant. And was Michael Jackson black or white at the time? He was black, I think. So that could could technically be Ebony and Ivory as well. So Paul McCartney had a bunch of Ebony and Ivory projects. (laughs) Well, no, come on. Ebony and Ivory is a... You know, I I remember people diss that song for being cheesy. And I actually think, no, actually, that is how we are going to heal the... That is how we're going to heal racial tensions. Make it a better place for you and for me and for All right, where are we? the human race. Having that one more question. No, uh, we haven't resolved your second question. Um, What's the second question? Listen, your, your the second, second question, question, you decide. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say to you what... Oh, what's her name? What's her name? Pa 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 poker face. Oh, uh, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. I'm going to say to you what Lady Gaga says to all of her fans. She says to her fans, and they love her for it, let your freak flag fly. Johnny, let your freak flag fly. Let people know who you are. That sounds good. They will hate you, but some of them will love you, and the ones that love you will give us a lot of money. That sounds good, Lipburn. But do you really want me to come out and say, you know, the vaccines are just the money-making scheme? There we go. There we go. <laughs> the vaccines are just the money-making scheme. I have a lot of sympathy for people who had to take them for their job. I completely get it. But at the same time, do me a lemon. Come on. You can't say you everyone. Come on. The whole thing's the whole thing's. Uh, Covered in shit. You, you and Novak, you and Novak Djokovic can enjoy your little 
uh, the tide is turning. The tide is turning, yeah. The tide is not turning. It's literally just the you and Novak. Is... It's you and Novak sitting in a corner just talking to each other going, oh my God, what are they doing? <laughs> There's a lot of us. There's a lot of us out here, Lebron. What booze do you want now? I I'm I've just had my I've just had my two regular shots. I've, I haven't had two regular shots. And when did you get the second one? Ages ago, I think like October. Ages ago. No, September, something like that. Yeah, you got you got to have another this year. I mean, that's what they say. I I I got the COVID a few weeks ago. Maybe if I got the booster, I wouldn't have got it. Or yeah. who knows? Listen, I'm not gonna sit here and be uh, pretend to be a doctor or anything, but. I'm not going to sit here and say that you can't say what you think either. You're not, you're not a monster for not wanting to... Oh, no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. And we should cut all of this out. Because I do... I don't, I don't want to argue about this stuff. I have my beliefs. I'm yeah. never taking a vaccine. Fine. I'm not t- we're not going to sit here arguing about things. I'm not going to sit here try and convince you of something. I know. But I don't want to be. A... I know how deeply embedded your opinions are. I'm not going to. I'm never going to change your mind about anything. And yeah, s- no, same way yeah. with me. You're not going to change my mind about yeah. anything. But I, I don't think we should, you know, have to hide what we think about things, because that's you know, not not necessarily dishonest. But I don't know. It just feels like it's not worth it. Yeah, and I, ju- I just wonder, because with this podcast, we are technically becoming public figures. I mean, it sounds laughable. Because, <laughs> you know, yeah, we don't have, we probably won't have any listeners, whatever. Yeah. But you're putting yourself public out Public figures, there. yeah. Thought and leaders. there's stuff that, there's stuff that, did you say thought leaders? Yeah, we're thought leaders. I heard that phrase the other day. I thought, what the fuck? Someone used it unironically. It was like, oh, look at this cunt. He was once this, and then he tried to think of himself as a thought leader. And I was like, the fuck is a thought leader? And I Googled it. It's like, people calling themselves fucking thought leaders. It's absolute nonsense. It's what it comes from is specifically LinkedIn, where people who reach a certain level of seniority of either being CEOs or chief financial officers or business coaches or stuff like that they yeah, reach a certain level coach. yeah that's basically what they end up doing is they they try to, to have a little sideline where they sell books and they sell like one-on-one coaching business coaching sessions and they call themselves thought leaders because they're like business isn't just about money and this and that it's also yeah, about yeah, all yeah. these other factors and i can i can give you the secrets to how to build a great organization and it's a it's a catchy it's a catchy new age business phrase is to call yourself a thought leader when really you're just you're just a guy who likes to talk too much. Yeah, I mean you're a podcaster basically. Yeah. Oh my god, it's it's insane this world that we're currently living. So you're are you ready to be a thought leader? Are you ready to take on the role of a public figure? And thought is, I don't want to be a podcast? thought leader. I don't want to be a thought leader. I don't even want to be a public persona. I can have enjoyable conversations with you without recording them. I want <laughs> money. I want money. That's why I'm here. I want to get paid. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, so do I. We're, we're, here to, uh, we're here for a cash grab. Financially, what are our goals with this podcast? Let's I'm... say we have, let's say with 2022, we have this year. We'll probably start putting them up. Mm-hmm. Probably Feb, right? In a week. Well, I don't know. How many we have? Whatever. What are you planning? We put them up in February, right? Yeah, sounds good. Right. So we put the podcast up in February. We don't start the Patreon immediately. We don't want to seem too e-beggy. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. right? How many listeners do we have to have before we put a Patreon? Um, gotta have a thousand listeners. A thousand listeners. Yeah, which we're not gonna get for at least a year. You think it would take a whole year to get a thousand listeners? Yeah. Who are we? What do you mean? We're as good as the next fucking cunt. Yeah, but Mate, nobody knows our names. Nobody knows our names. I don't know my name. Do you know my name? What's your name? Who are you? I don't know you. I don't know you from Joe down the street. Why should I listen to you? Fuck off. Yeah, you're right. But I don't know. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so it's going to be a slow, slow grind until we reach a thousand. And then it's like, it's like one of what? those graphs where it's like, it's slow, 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 up a bit, slow, 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 up a bit. And then eventually we might get lucky and get like a curve where it goes massively up because somebody mentioned us somewhere and we might get, you know, get a bit of traction. But for a long After time, for a long time, a year. It's just, who knows? A year, two years, three years, who knows? Six months. It could be a week if we're fucking lucky. If, if we, I don't know, who, if the right person hears us and recommends us to the right person, we might get lucky, but I sincerely doubt it. Let's say we did this for two years. Mm-hmm. What are we going to be earning at the end of two years? Give me a projection. Give me estimates. Two years from now, we will break even of the money that we spend on the hosting the podcast. We'll... we'll <laughs> Literally, $12 a month. Literally, the $12 a month that we spend on hosting, that's going to really Over two years, that's going to be a couple of hundred pounds, and then we're going to get that couple of hundred pounds back. Is that what you really think? Yeah. What, why are we doing this then? Because maybe in year three, maybe in year four, suddenly we'll start, you know, getting some sponsors, getting people on a Patreon. You've got to build a community that sort of is willing to give you money. Um, and that doesn't happen overnight. Three years of every week talking, mm. throwing out pearls. Yes. Throwing out gold. Yes. And at the end of two years, you think we're going to be making $12 a month? Yes. Do you really think that? Maybe not $12 a month, maybe a little bit more, but I don't think it's going to be a significant addition to your finances anytime soon. I mean, I understand, I understand, I understand. You're right. It's tough out there. It's saturated. There's trillions of podcasts. It's li- trillions. It's, we're, we're riding a wave which has already been going for a very long time at this point. 90% of those podcasts, though, I mean, they're dog shit, right? Yes. And to be fair, the last 10% isn't that great either. But 90% yeah. of dog shit. All right. Aren't we doing something better here? But what, did you, as... what were you saying to me a little while ago about being the best guitarist in the world? What does talent and skill and excellence... That's right. What does excellence get you, Johnny? $12 a month, apparently. $12 a month. Excellence <laughs> gets you $12 a month, baby. Honestly, I don't know if I could be asked for this. <laughs> for two years for twelve dollars a month. I wanna I wanna listen, we've got to be making a grand after the first year. A grand a month. I mean that's split both ways and God knows who else is taking a cut. 
Split both ways. And that's not even enough for me. That's not even enough for me. It's, it's, you're not going to retire. You think that's unfeasible? You think that's off the table? I, it's not off the table. It's eminently possible. It just depends on the luck of the draw. I'm willing to, I'm willing to find out. I'm willing to give it a go and see what happens. But I'm trying to be grounded. I'm trying not to get, trying to appear humble. No, it's not, it's not about it's not about humility. You don't it's, want to seem greedy. I know I get it. And it's smart of you to do that. It's no, smart of you to do it's that. It's just so many times in my life I've gotten carried away with creative projects and I've thought, oh my God, this is so creatively fun. This is so interesting. This is so different. People are gonna love this. It's gonna catch attention. It's gonna lead yeah. to something. And it never does. So I'm, I, what I've learned to do is try to manage my own expectations and just be like, you know what, I'm doing this so I can enjoy the process, learn something from it. And then if some people seem to like it or if, if I make money off of it, that is a bonus thing. You're right, actually. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry, I'm greedy. Listen, Listen, the markets are I'm down. Just, I'm, I'm just not doing as greedy. too well. I'm just as I'm greedy just... as you are. I'm, I'm just as greedy as you are. If it I'm, was up I'm... to me, <clears throat> I would sell out as quickly as I could. Like I said in the first episode, if Elon yeah. Musk ever starts buying podcasts, I'm going to go to him and be like, Elon, I've got a fantastic podcast you can buy here, but I just don't think he's going to be interested. <laughs> yeah, let's see where this goes. Let's see where this goes. All right. But that's what I wanted to ask you. <clears throat> mainly i just wanted an idea for your vision for the podcast because i wondered like what you was thinking what your, your what your vision was anyway i've got other notes we could go through well just to say what the vision thing is i think we're more likely to make money with a one-hour package than a four-hour package especially I trust you especially You're the leader especially no not necessarily the leader but especially if if you look at it in terms of time that you put into something versus what you get back, this is much more sustainable if we're trying to do one hour rather than four hours. Because if you're getting a year from now, if we're getting £12 a month, you're much more willing to keep doing it if you only yeah. have to spend an hour doing it rather than every single week spending four hours getting <laughs> wringing yourself out of ideas and emotions Listen, and getting 12 making... pounds for it <laughs> 12 dollars a month i'll give you five minutes this podcast <laughs> is going to be like 30 seconds at the end of two years so if i'm getting fucking 12 dollars a month <laughs> anyway liban i wanted to also Hit i me. thought it might be interesting because you're the open book in this podcast yes did you have a series thought... of questions to expose me well, not a series of questions. What I thought would be interesting for us to talk about on a podcast, insightful, gossipy, something nice for the listeners. You're an open book. Yes. Good opportunity. Uh-huh. I want to hear a bit more, because I know obviously you tell me stories sometimes. I want to hear a bit more about dating in London. Mm-hmm. I want to hear... What it's like, what the women are like, mm-hmm. what kind of experience, what's the, what's, what's the, you know, because I, you know, I've been in a relationship for about fucking 10 years now, mm-hmm. since before Tinder, before all that shit. Mm-hmm. So I want to, I want to ask you, Liban. All right. Ask me some questions so me. and I'll try to answer. I'll try to give you a bit of insight into my experience. All right. Well, let's start with some juicy stuff. 
All right, start juicy. What's the juicy juice? What was juicy. the worst date that you've been on? I mean, at this point, the worst dates are the boring ones. I'd rather have a bad date where we both hate each other rather than another day where we sit each sit across from each other and just do not feel, have anything interesting to talk about because we're who knows what well what, what what has that happened where you hate each other um not hate hate but what was it you said a bad date where you which goes like a disaster or something. Yeah, I'd rather have a bad disaster state because at least that will give you an interesting story rather than a day yeah. where you're just having a fucking boring time. Have you had a disaster day? Do you have any disaster date stories? Well, <laughs> what, one that often comes to mind when I think of that sort of thing is there was this one German girl that I went on a date with, I think about four or five years ago. No, tell me about her. It's even longer. Describe her. Describe her. Um, I can't remember her name. Give me a name. Give me a name so I can have someone to refer to. Hans. Hans. That's a man's name. <laughs> Give um, me a female German name. Yeah. What's the what's that? Uh, Heidi. A woman. The name. classic German. Heidi. Heidi. Okay. All right. Heidi from Germany. Um. I, I met her in East London. Uh, we met outside her local tube station, and then I think I think she's been watching too many romantic comedies because oh. she had I think she had this little test that she set up, oh. which I was like because clearly in her mind she was like oh this is kooky and interesting and if he's uh -huh. my kind of guy he'll go along with this and if he doesn't then it's it's clearly obvious that we're not meant to be i think that's the approach that she was coming into it with um, yeah 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 so this was in the middle of winter i think i'd say it's about december or january um it's freezing cold outside it's slippery as fuck um and this is around six or seven in the evening the sun has already mm. set um, we leave Leytonstone Station, we go towards the Olympic Park, and then I think there's like, what do you call those, what do you call those climbing sets on treetops that you build for children to go like... Tree houses, tree climbing houses. frame. Yeah, there's a climbing, you, you, there's, there's this little area with tree houses where you climb up, and then there's bridges, wooden right. bridges between the trees and the climbing. Right, right, right. So yeah, she yeah. took me to this spot. And then it's dark as fuck. And she was like, I thought this would be an interesting thing for, to do. I love this little spot. Do you want to come up to these tree houses and walk around between the trees? And right. I looked at her and I almost started laughing because I was like, fuck no, I'm not doing that. Wait, it's, why not? Because it's slippery as hell. It, like I looked at the trees and I could see the frost on the trees and i could see like the climbing on the, the bit of the wood that you're supposed to climb up on it just looked dangerous as hell and i i was not well that's not my idea of an adventure oh my god is to go up in a scary looking tree where it's really dark and potentially hurt myself i i was like this is not my, oh my this is not my idea of a good time oh, but you've done the impossible Libet. you made me sympathize with the woman 
I don't care. You know, you start telling this story, and you know me, I hate women. Yes. I was ready to, to call this woman to... a bitch. Absolutely. I was ready, to, I was ready to, <laughs> to be like, fuck that hoe. And somehow... Yes. Well, why didn't you just go up on the tree? It's quite... It's quite Listen, it'd be I was, fun. It's weird. It's, you're getting out of your comfort zone. I would obviously it's memorable. Listen, I I respect the intentions, but it just wasn't sensible. It just wasn't sensible. I'm right. And if there's one thing that is the basis for the world's greatest romances, the world's greatest love affairs, is being sensible. That's what you want, kids. That's what you want, kids. When you when you're dating, when you're exciting. The right. essence of sexual frisson is, is sensibility. Sense sensible. and sensibility. Sense there's sensibility. a whole book. There's a whole book yeah. called. Fucking hell, it back. I'm a, I'm a very heavy guy. Okay, <clears throat> if I was to fall, you're down, not that heavy. Come if on. I was to, if I was to fall down, I would injure myself so fucking badly. I would be laid out for six months trying to fix my legs, trying to do physio. Trying to do, I, I literally saw it, it, the second she asked me, I saw six months of physiotherapy and pain, and I was like, I'm just, it's not worth it to risk it for me. I can't believe it, but I'm literally thinking like a woman now. I'm like, why would I, was I a woman? And I, he said that, I would say, what coward? And this is the guy, you go, we're trying to, we're me, trying to spend it. I'm 100%. Call me a coward. Call me a pussy. Call me whatever you want. I am not going up that fucking tree. This is not my idea of a romantic time. That's a kid's playground. Kids do that every day. In the middle of winter, in the dark, with barely any lighting. It just I'm sounds not... romantic to me. I Listen, I, I, hope she, I hope she finds the guy who's willing to go up there with her. I am not willing to do that. I'm not risking life and limb for pussy, Johnny. I'm, I'm not risking life there. and limb. Oh, my God. You know what? I, I give up my misogynist ways. <laughs> men, men are really terrible. Men are awful. <laughs> Fuck men. I wonder... Right, give me another story. I wonder, give me another listen, story. listen. Uh, let's stay in it for a little bit longer. I wonder, <laughs> no, no. I just it's wonder. over. I wonder it's over. This is over like the day. I feel like hiding now. I'm out yeah. of here. I think I think I'm gonna go home and wash my hair. Right? I don't need to. I, I know you wanna, but I I think I I'm gonna go home and wash my hair. <laughs> so you're telling me you would have gone up? I would have gone up. I mean, it would have been nice. I mean, it's, it's, I understand what you're saying. It's probably a bit weird. But I'm okay with right, weird. She's a bit... I'm okay with weird. Weird is fine. I'm not okay with dangerous. <laughs> I'm not okay with That's dangerous. Not that dangerous though. I mean, maybe okay. To me, so, it is. You know what? It felt dangerous to me. <laughs> All right, I find it. I find it. Fine. Go on. What was you going to say? What was you going to say? What was your defense there? Was no, no something. defense. I was just going to think of if there was a situation where I would say yes. I was trying was to. Was this woman not was... worth it? That's what I'm wondering is if I was if I was in a relationship with someone who I actually loved and liked and cared about if she if we happened to be walking by that place in the middle of the night um in yeah. and she she wanted to have a bit of fun and do something and she said oh my god Liban let's go up those trees I'm wondering if I would have done it and maybe I would The way she the way she said it yeah was she was she did you like her did you get a nice vibe from her was she good looking yeah, she was really pretty. Yeah, she was very good looking. 
Oh, very good looking, you say? Yeah, yeah, she was very attractive. And now I'm starting to sympathise with you a bit more. Why are you sympathising with me suddenly? Because now I'm thinking, now I'm thinking, oh, well, she, is she like one of these good looking girls who just likes to tell men what to do and have them do it? Like a dance monkey dance sort of thing. Fuck this bitch. Oh my God. Okay, I take it back. She was ugly. She's a munter. She's a complete butterface. <laughs> now it's romantic again. Oh, it's Fuck romantic again. <laughs> No, listen, she was a pretty girl. She was perfectly, you know, fine. I... I think she liked to have a laugh. Was she like joy, joyful? Was it like a joyful thing? You know what, spontaneous. I think yeah. I think that's the aspect she was coming to it from, and I respected it. And I said, you know what, I completely get what you what this is, but I'm just not willing to go up that tree. I'm sorry. All right, two questions. First one: Do you think she's ever asked someone else to jump? I'm up sure that she tree does. Before? I'm sure she does. She I'm... does. Wait, Fuck I'm not... this bitch. No, 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 no. I'm not saying I know for sure. I'm saying I'm sure that she does. Because for me, this felt so obviously to me something like she does as a character test or as a she, test. Of... She led you to the tree. She led me to the tree. Fuck this bitch. She Fuck led me to the bitch. tree. She. We walked from the station and the tree was the tree house fortress area was about five minutes from the station and she's local to the area. So to me, it felt like any time she goes on a date, it's a little test that she puts guys through just so that she can get a bit of insight into who they are. Have you got this girl's email? I've got some words for her. Give me a number. <laughs> What's, what, why have you suddenly changed? I don't understand. You were so obviously <clears throat> on her side just two minutes ago. Completely different. If it what was detail, a spontaneous, if it was a, if a woman is with you and she gets a spontaneous idea to do something, mm-hmm. that's romance. That wasn't spontaneous. You, you should, I can tell you for sure that was yeah, not spontaneous. If that wasn't spontaneous and it literally is like, I'm gonna make this fucking, you know, make this guy do do something because I can, and this is what I do with all the guys, and then. Fuck her. Well, Fuck what if you. let's let's be slightly more let's be a little bit more generous and say this isn't something that she does to every dude, but every like it just occurred to her and she it's something that yeah, she's done romantic. a couple but she's done it a couple of times. No. No. Because she's done it once maybe, before. It's not maybe romantic. Maybe she she had fun with one dude. It didn't work out with that dude. And then she was like, all right, that's a fun idea for us something to do in this area, though. So no. let, me, let me take this next No, that's the plot of Vertigo. Well. That's the plot of Vertigo. Psycho- pathologically being attached to, uh, to relationships you've had in the past and trying to project them onto a present one. That's, mm. that's literally, she's a psycho. That's not romantic then, is it? No, it's That's not, not romantic, you know? What <clears throat> happened after? <clears throat> what happened afterwards, you said? Afterwards, oh, we, no, we just scared. It's a bit high. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have to say it that way? <laughs> you have to make me I'm sorry. So emasculated. Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> after, after I capitulated and like castrated myself on the spot, um, yeah. we went. We went for. We went for a walk around the area. We had a nice chat, and then we went for a pub uh, drink and a meal. And then afterwards, you just never spoke again. Yeah, we never spoke again. Mutu- that was mutually understood. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I am on your side in the end, Deliver. So that, I, I think that was an interesting story. At least I got a fun evening out of it. I would rather have that 
where it just is blatantly obvious that neither of us are, nothing's going to happen, rather than a mediocre date where we sit there and we have just a, a very boring conversation that's just as f forgettable as anything else. Have you got any other disaster dates? That's not even a big disaster. Really. No, that's not a disaster. That's just like a, a weird, weird thing that happened. Yeah. You don't have any other disaster stories then, I guess? No, not, not anything that comes straight to mind. I do... I'm trying to think. Are you... Are you yeah, are you also one time. One time. On. I'm not sure if this is going to go in the podcast, but I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> go on. Um, I was on Tinder. Yeah. Started chatting to this girl on Tinder. We started yeah. talking for a few days. Um, she's married. And apparently oh. she has an open relationship. Oh, fuck. And uh, we, start news. we start chatting on WhatsApp for a few days. We go back and forth. We, it gets a bit hot and steamy we start sexting sex sending uh pictures Ooh. and voice messages back and forth we're having a good time um and then she says why don't you come round my house on tuesday um i'm working from home that day and my husband's not back until the evening so i'm free in the afternoon if you want to come round and smash smash things out and i said uh yeah sure where, whereabouts and she's like bethnal green i said okay i'll come down bethnal green I show up, we meet at a pub first because uh, she wanted to check me out and make sure I wasn't yeah, a crazy yeah. person before she brings me home. So we sit there, we we get like one drink in and then we have a chat for like 45 minutes. And then she said, um, and I felt very pleased with myself. I thought this was a very smooth thing to say. It's one of the, it's one of the smoother things I've ever said in my life. Go on, um, go she on. said, um, Shall we get another round in or shall we go back to mine? And then is what she said. And I was like, I think we've had enough to drink, don't you? Oh, I like it. You like that? Like oh, do you like did that? Did it land well? Did it she, landed did, very did well. Did she like she, it? Yeah, yes. she liked it. She loved it. She was yes. like, oh, she kind of, not blushed, but she, it definitely, she, it, it touched her. And then she was like, all right, all right, let's go. All right. We go back to her place and um, we start getting it on. Not immediately, but like we're in her living room. But then I, I keep seeing pictures of her husband, her and her husband, pictures of Ooh. them together all over the place. Yeah. And it's just fucking weird, man. And then it we, is, yeah. We, we get into it and then the whole time I'm looking at the clock and I'm thinking, this guy, he's, he's on the way home now. He's probably on a train somewhere. <laughs> I just, it, it was... <laughs> It was just fucking weird, and then it it wasn't enjoyable. I did like I had a, I had a good time to begin with, but the more time I spent there, it just got weirder and weirder. And then, um, how did it finish up? Yeah, I didn't I didn't orgasm. Did you perform the natural obligations? I performed the natural obligations clearly, but right. Um, I I didn't I didn't come. I didn't have an orgasm. I think I just stopped in between, and I was like. Yeah, um, I I can't. I was I just basically yeah, yeah. made it sound like I'm just not gonna come. I'm I'm mentally just like not here right now. So we put our clothes back on, sat down for a bit, had a little chat, and then I left. That's not a disaster story, Oliver. I it's think not a anything. disaster story. It's just a very weird incident in my life. 
it's not a weird incident. I think that's a testament to your your character. How is that a testament core. to my character? That's because just... I can. Every, anyone can completely understand. You want to shag a bird, you ignore everything. Oh, I, oh, I was so horny. Oh my god, fuck. I yes, was so fucking exactly. horny. Every 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 guy understands that. But then when it came down to it, you know, I think you 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 know you couldn't because you could feel there was something wrong there. And I do think there's something wrong. I'm not judging people for that relationship. Although if you watch that Louis Theroux documentary, I mean, come on, they're weirdos, these guys. You know, how can you I've have not, a... I've not seen it. Polyamory, all that stuff. I, I, I don't know. But if, you, if you, that floats your boat, it floats your boat. But I get yeah. you completely. And I think I, most people it was would just, understand it. Was just a it's bit, weird. It was a bit much for me. Yeah, and I think, it, I think that's actually a testament to you having quite a traditional romantic sensibility that you decided to say no actually even though you could have just grabbed and left you could have just take if you was an insensitive person you would just shag there and left whatever i think you actually you thought no actually this is not what i'm looking for and actually i don't just want the empty experience of shagging i want you know and all this other you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i get you i get you I just—I su- surprised myself is I think what I'm thinking because I I do remember yeah. just being incredibly horny at the time, and Mate, I was everywhere. like, yeah, just go for it, just go for it, just go for it, and then I I think I probably she I I don't know what the hell she's thinking because this guy who is like a hundred percent keen 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 shows up, they get into it, get hot and heavy, and then just doesn't seem to be able to come and then just says nah, let's stop let's stop <laughs> did you did you let her know that it was not nothing to do with her, yeah, her attractiveness yeah. but actually yeah no no i basically do uh, that's not your job to lift her up she's got a fucking husband for fuck's sake no but i you i know? did definitely throw myself on the grenade and i was just like oh i'm so sorry this is this is all me i'm just in my own head you told her he was weirded out by the fact she's got a husband which... no i didn't go into that why i didn't say why i did ju- but i did make it yeah. clear that it was me that's not a disaster story at all. That's not a disaster story at all. I'm liking these stories. You don't want to put any of these in the podcast, right? Well, no, this one I, I might put out there. That I might be willing you should to put, put this one in. You should put these in. I like hearing these stories, Dupin. I like hearing these stories. Oh, Give us some more. Give us some more. Give us some more. Turn your pain into humour. Turn your pain into humour. I'm trying to think. So let me ask you in general. Let me ask you in general. What do you think of the general? Hang on, my cat's fucking <laughs> tangling up with my headphones and everything. What do you think? What do you think of generally the dating scene? In oh, London? it's it's very horrible. It's not nice. It's not fun. You think it's horrible for men and for women? Uh, for both. Yeah, yeah. For men, it turns into this horrible thing where you're basically just throwing yourself at anyone and everyone because yeah. you just want yeah. any opportunity to have a human connection and you you just it, yeah you're, you're not thinking clearly about sort of valuing yourself you're just throwing yourself at any opportunity and with women yeah. they're so overloaded with opportunities and people coming at them but they're not coming at them there's so much more of just horny people who just want to fuck and yeah sure that's that that can be nice for a while but if you're looking for something real you're never gonna 
it's going to be impossible and that leaves the woman that leaves all the women in london jaded and cynical about men's intentions it's like the if you have 90 90% of men coming at you all of them pretty much insincere you're just going to start hating all men and then yeah men vice in the opposite situation they're going to start being resentful of women and being like oh fuck women nobody gives me a chance blah 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 it's just a very terrible cesspool. Yeah, I can verify that. I know like some girls here, beautiful girls, nice girls. They like to cook, simple. They like to work, you know, like proper traditional women, like what men, from, you know, claim to want completely. Mm-hmm. And they tried going on Twitter, Tinder. Mm-hmm. And then I think... They're too nice to say, but I think they immediately got just presented with a bunch of dick pics and were like, no, actually. I mean, you know? Yeah, yeah. They're and too even, nice for that. But the thing and is... And they just immediately get rid of it. Tinder is obviously the lowest of the low. It is like a, just a meat market. But even if you yeah. go to the ones where it is intended for real relationships, whether it's Hinge or Bumble or OkCupid or whatever, the ones that are the yeah. next level up from the sex factory... Um, even there, it feels like everything is disposable. It's it's a disposable kind of way of looking at people. So you're not yeah because there's always another person when you swipe left yeah. or right. You're never yeah, going to take yeah, the yeah. person you're interacting with seriously. Yeah, man, that's depressing. Yeah, how did you get out of that? I, how I did got you out solve of it. that problem. I got out of it. I compl- the last serious relationship I had was because i met someone via swing dancing it would like i as far as i'm concerned my next real relationship isn't going to come from uh something that's online i'm back in the real world i'm back speaking to people and trying to connect with people in sort of social situations now yeah that makes a lot of sense do you think people are generally too picky (sighs) people people i mean women well, because, to be because, fair, because they've got every reason to be picky. Because if you yeah. if you've got if you've got if you as soon as you go online, if you've got that many men coming to you, you then you've got to be picky because you've got to look through them and actually try and find out someone who's real. And how can you tell who's real or not? You can't. You just have to look at what you think would be best on paper and hope for the best. Lipan, listening to you speak. One thought comes to mind. This fucking cunt. (laughs) Shouldn't we return to arranged marriages? Hmm? Isn't there a logic in that? You know? Well, it's it's as much of a chance as anything else. Is it a chance? Well, what I'm trying to say is, you've got as much of a chance of finding someone who you love and care about via arranged marriage as you would anything else. I think you can learn to love someone, though, can't you? You can learn to love. And isn't relationship really? I mean, who cares about love? If you're 10 years in a relationship, okay, love, whatever. Love is work. You worked at your relationship. You've been through stuff. You've grown together. You've grown entangled. You know? Yeah, but there's got there to be more some, sense in There's got to be something there to begin with. I think you can, you can, you can set up... I. You can set up, I guess, relationships, but I wouldn't say arranging whole full-on marriages would be helpful. 
has worked for centuries in many cultures. Yeah, Hasn't but it? who knows how often it works? Like people still have divorce in those cultures. People still have very unhappy marriages and unhappy relationships in those cultures as much as we do in ours. Of course, of course. So where, where, where are you now? Where, where are you at now? I'm, I'm basically, well, where I'm at is I'm done with online dating. Um, I do tend yeah. to sort of just jump back on every once in a while when it's three o'clock in the morning and I get lonely. And I start thinking, oh, shit, maybe I'll just have a look and see what's out there. But then I, yeah. I end up regretting it a few days later as soon as I start to get the feeling that this is a waste of time. Um, so I'm, I'm basically managing to find people to date via real life. So my main, oh, my main hobby is swing dancing. Uh, so whenever I go out swing dancing, I, it's not all the time, but I keep an eye out for people I have a good connection with. I keep an eye out for someone who, you know, when we're on the side and not dancing, um, I'm like, yeah, you have a chat with people because you're not dancing to every single song at a social. So you have a chat with people and then you see who's, uh, who's interesting and then you take it from there. Yeah, very natural. That's the way, that's the way also we did it for centuries. But let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let's put love aside. Let's put love and marriage mm. and relationships aside. Put it to the side. Let's actually look at casual sex. Mm-hmm. Eroticism. Eroticism. Sex. One night stand. Oh, yes. Has Tinder made all that stuff more exciting or less exciting? It's made it easier. It's it's not easier. It's made it easier, but I don't mm. think it's as exciting. Yeah, I think that. Obviously, I'm an outsider looking in. It's but made it more accessible me, and easier. You can you you're not going to have a hard time finding someone to fuck, but it's not going to be exciting or interesting, yeah. or mysterious, or uh, it, there's not going to be a frisson there. It's going to be very transactional. It's going to exactly. be like, I'm horny, who else is horny, let's smash. Isn't that terrible? When I look on the outside, then I think it's ruined even the sleazy underbed, even the even the CD underworld of sex that used to exist. Don't you think so? No, I can see that. I can see that point. Like, romance, imagine you used a guy and you just wanted to like, pick up a girl. You had to go there. You had to, in the moment, chat her up or whatever. You know, not that the season, but you know, um, there's actual fucking genuine sexiness there. Now, well, I think it's from the, what, I, from what I, I see. It's like, can I separate two things there? I want to, I want to, yeah, like, because there's two things being conflated there. One is the idea that men enjoy working for it, which is not, which is something I've never agreed with. Nobody in the history of mankind has ever been like, do you know what makes women sexy to me? The fact that I have to seduce them and trick them and sort of- Yeah, yeah, okay. None of that- For men, it's very men, yeah. For men, none of that is interesting. So the fact that that element has been slightly removed from the game, I very much appreciate what, what was I even saying? The other thing of the chance of it, that I think that's what I was working towards. The, the possibilities of when you go to a nightclub or you go on a night out and you're talking to people and you're making eye contact and there's a 
chance that this works and there's a chance that it doesn't and sort of the tension of not knowing yeah i think that's more interesting i think that's what it is but that defeats your first point doesn't it because for there to be a sense of risk a sense of you know a sense of chance a sense of oh am i gonna pull this off am i gonna fuck it up oh fuck i pulled it off and then it's even more exciting for that to happen you have to remove this transactional element where you're just like look here's my abs mm. all right there's your ass yeah okay let's do the deal and you meet up <laughs> and I imagine you shag and it's just let's, like buying something off craigslist deal. yeah yeah it's like this buying buying something off craigslist here's you know? my here's my playstation 3 here's my 200 quid let's do the deal <laughs> let's do the deal and then you get there and you negotiate you're like oh i've only got 190 mm -hmm. oh you know Okay, I'm I guess. I'm gonna go down on you. Oh, you said you would go down. Okay, but here's the. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let me be a bit more clearer. Maybe it's not working for it, but I think maybe it's the idea that both men and women aren't here for the same thing, and that men are the ones oh, who yeah, have yeah, to. Yeah. I think that that aspect being removed is what I appreciate in t 21st century dating. Is that everybody's on the same playing field, and we're all out here searching for something, whatever that may be. Do you think the same playing field? It seems like the playing field has been skewed to women a bit more. Or maybe not. Maybe not, actually. Maybe in the short term it's skewed to women. But, I mean, they don't seem to be coming out of current scene any yeah. happier either. No, absolutely not. They're just as depressed and miserable as anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. I find it fascinating. You know what I was actually thinking about? Like, I think a reason a lot of like art is shit movies music even uh like tv shows i think the reason a lot of modern stuff is shit is because reality is kind of very aesthetically ugly and boring and like one, one thing i was thinking of is like with romance mm. like how would you write a great romance that that works in a modern era when relationships are so transactional? you no matter how how you cut it you it's, can't make two people meeting on Tinder. You can't make that buying a PlayStation. No. Yeah, you can't make you it. You can't make that interesting or that's why any like modern romance is immediately a fantasy. It's a dreamland. It's a magic yeah. wonderland. Immediately, you're separate from reality because the reality yeah. is not this. So it, it's yeah. it's like you're reading J.R.R. Tolkien. You're com you're completely removed from the reality yeah. that we live in. And I, and I was thinking there's probably like young kids now who've never met anyone in a bar. They've never chatted anyone up. Literally all of their relationships have been online, this and that, whatever. But you have to like tell them, yeah, you, maybe you'd have to write a romance for them that's like, yeah, you meet in a bar and then you quirky chat each other up or whatever. It's that's like, meaningless to them. That, they're, they're, yeah, it's that meaningless, yeah. Because their reality <laughs> is that they're out there I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it is. You have an Instagram account. You put up your best yeah. pictures, and then yeah. you you make friends with lots of different people of who's in your area and who you go to school with and who you go to uni with, and then they have friends, and then they all put up their best pictures, and then you start sending each other DMs, and you're like, "Do you want to go for a coffee sometime?" And then you take it from there. So you're immediately. That's how you're exposed to other people is through social media, and then you make your. And you think that's don't you think it's objectively shit, Liban? Yeah. Don't you it's, think it's an objectively shit decline in an aspect of modern society? 
I think it's a bit dehumanizing. Um, I, I don't like, but oh, it, it's convenient. I can't argue with convenience, but it does make Co it. Co uh, convenience is a dirty word in my book. Never yeah. do things the convenient way. <laughs> Take the hard way. You'll be better for it. You'll be better for it. I don't know. It's it's. Uh, it, it feels like it is a bit sad, but what can you do? It's not. We're, we've unsealed Pandora's box. We can't put. We have. We can't put it back in the box. Can we not put it back in the box? I think we might. I think there will be a future generation that completely goes away from the internet. That like. This is actually. I'm not going to talk about this. This is actually a big idea of mine. I don't want to. You don't want to put it out there quite yet. Yeah. All right, quite yet. Fair yeah. enough. All right. Let's change the subject. What have you got in your notes, Stefan? Hit me. I got no notes. Yeah, it... You didn't write any notes. We, we did say we will write some notes. and uh, Oh, here's something I wanted to talk about. But do you have anything to about? Listen, I've, I've talked a fair bit. I gave, I gave a lot in this dating segment. I like that. I think like, that's brilliant. You, you, brought, you brought the questions, but I'm the one who was actually speaking to uh, no, like what's it. happening out here. For once. For once, you're the one speaking. Um, <laughs> I will tell you there's a lot more polyamory out there. I think that's one really? thing, that's the one thing I can absolutely 100% point out is when I first started dating versus today there's so many more like people out there who are like oh yeah I'm in a polyamorous relationship I'm in a trio I'm I'm in an open marriage I'm in a this and I'm in a that there's there's a lot of there's so much of that out there and why why are people engaging in this absolutely haram degeneracy <laughs> um maybe it was always happening and it was just like people weren't that open about it and i think people are that one aspect of it is that people feel more comfortable being honest about their lifestyles i think that's one thing and then it's so more that's such a modern sentence people what? being more comfortable with their lifestyles i mean Come it's on. true you think this shit wasn't happening before with like swingers and people, people swapping cheating, yeah. partners and yeah this was always happening i mean it's always happened but it's always been a fringe pervert thing oh i don't know isn't it i i think it was a fringe pervert thing where you or people cheating yeah people always cheating yeah but, and i think maybe that's something that people are a bit more honest about now they're like you know what rather than cheat on someone i'm just going to be clear and say i just want multiple relationships with lots of different people well listen call me a misogynist but i have to ask this is it mostly women who are polyamorous no there's loads of men as well Men who are polyamorous. Loads, loads. Like men who have multiple women. Absolutely. All right. All right. It, it goes across the board. So I think that's, I see... that's something that's changed for sure. Really? That's... Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'll ask you. I'll stop giving my opinions. What do you think? Is that a good or a bad thing? Well, rather than say whether to say that it's good or bad, I can tell you that it's something that I'm not interested in at all. It's yeah. I, I'm I don't know how people do it. I'm far good, too good I'm man. far too jealous. I when I when I am with someone, I love them deeply, and I would not want to share them with anyone. I I absolutely couldn't even imagine that. So as soon as I see someone or talk to someone, and that's where they're coming from, I'm like, fair place to you. But that just, I, I can't, you know, leave, 
leave myself vulnerable enough that you can crush me by becoming attracted to someone. It, you can become attracted to someone else, but you can't fucking act on it. Yeah. I mean, it, to me, it goes against so many of the principles of romance, let alone relationships, you know? Go on. Like, a relationship is about a commitment. It is about sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It is about loyalty. And then, I don't know, polyamory seems to me like, oh, fuck all of that. A relationship is just, I have your number and I shag you sometimes. Let's, let That's me be, a relationship. Let me be the devil's advocate. Um, I on. think people who are polyamorous would argue that n- not every relationship needs to be a 100% romantic committed relationship and that you don't need the same thing from everyone. What that good is gobbledygook. This is gobbledygook. You don't need the same. What are you genetically different, or are you a human in the way that humans have been acting and living? People have preferences. The beginning people have preferences, and some yeah, people have preferences. Some These people... are my preferences. I have a wife at home who cooks for me. Yeah. I have a harem of women in another room who tend to to <laughs> bathe me. I have a harem of women over there who do this for me. Yeah. yeah, everyone has a fucking preference. And yeah, if you and if it's yourself... consent, if it's consensual, and you everybody in that relationship is happy, then what's the problem? Well, I would argue that um, it leads nowhere. That's the thing. I think it's a superficially short-term, satisfying thing. Does anything lead anywhere? When you say that leads nowhere, where the hell is your romantic, uh, monogamous thing leading you to? Where's that leading? What's what's that leading to? What do you mean leading to? It's a constant, formidable uh, bond that becomes a, a, a source of strength unity and you don't think someone who's polyamorous who has a primary <clears throat> partner if they've got a primary partner who they have that bond with at the same time they have an open thing with lots of other people you don't think they can have it both ways i mean i don't i don't want to say too much right but i've had a long-term relationship right me and my partner mm-hmm. It's a woman. When I say partner, I don't think it's a guy. It's a woman. Girlfriend. Me and my girlfriend. I think it's fair to say partner because once you've been with someone long enough, to, saying girlfriend doesn't Whatever. feel like My heavy, wife. Heavy. I call her my wife sometimes. Even. I call but you know wife. what I mean? That's just, just as a quick aside. Yeah, whatever. I, yeah, I yeah. do think the word girlfriend is it's too, too modern for me. It's too light, if anything, when you've been yeah, yeah, with yeah, someone yeah. for such a long time. All right. So my wife, I've been with my wife for 10 years, right? We've just, been for a lot of shit. Beyond. I mean, it's such a good point there. That was such a good care. point. Look, just you care. have the two different audios. Just mute me that whole time <laughs> and just leave your audio on. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. When that when I'm interrupting you, make me sound better by shutting me up completely. All right, all right, go ahead. So you've but been we, with, you've been with your lady for ten years. We've been through absolute shit, unemployment, no money. We had long periods where we couldn't even afford to. We're both living with our parents in our fucking 30s. No job, no hope, right? I mean, imagine that. Long-distance relationship. You're at your parents, right? But you work at it, you know? Uh-huh. There have been times where you hate each other. Of course, you hate you hate your wife sometimes. And your uh-huh. wife for sure hates you sometimes. Uh-huh. But you work through it. And <clears throat> it all, you know, at the end of it, the fact that you've endured the shit together Mm -hmm. 
means that you know you feel a bit more solidly based for life you know you know that you've been through this you've bonded with someone you have someone else who understands you you've grown together here's the th here's the question why can you <clears throat> not have that what you just described have exactly that at the same time as you open yourself up to someone else in london when you were both apart because because then i mean there's no sacrifice there then is there no what, what is your relationship actually if you're perfectly willing to go off oh, i'm going to stay at this other cunt for a weekend and sleep with her a weekend and i'm going to talk to her and i'm going to share my innermost secrets with her like the first woman you've been with what what is she then how important is she the point is that the one person is the one person in your life mm. you're loyal to it you know it's hard it's fucking hard right but at the same time you reap the benefits because it's hard it's not what you're saying that convenient it's convenient i'll go over here and i'll just shake this i'll go this you know i'm i'm with you i'm with you 100 percent. i couldn't agree more i'm just I don't... i'm just arguing for the sake of it but i'm i i do agree with you when i say for me personally what <clears> i find that works for me and what i find I can emotionally invest myself in is that kind of monogamous relationship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, how do how do you even know that that a person and and where is that going? Where is that polyamory going? You know, where 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 is that going to be? Ten years, twenty years? Do you really think you're going to grow old together? Well, you, I think some really people th do. I think some people feel that way. You think so? And then they grow old together, like. Oh, maybe. I don't know. But I think uh, I still, I don't but, have much respect for it. I'm sorry, that's a fantasy. <laughs> I don't have much respect for it. I respect people who, I respect people who make sacrifices, you know? Yeah. It's worth doing things the hard way. And the hard way is the monogamous way. I think, it, it, you know, as hard as it is, you reap the rewards of it. You know what I mean? I think it's, it's what, what I see it as is a little bit of a symptom uh, of modern life where a lot of us want to have the best of every world we want to have our yeah. cake and eat it i think yeah. that there, there is an element of that where people see choices and they want every choice where i think traditionally um people make choices and then they follow through and stick with the wh whatever choice they made yeah and that's, that's not so just dumb. that's not just in relationships i think that applies to <clears throat> A bit of everything. That's everything, and and that, that, that's interesting, especially when you say that men are doing this as well. Because I think for men, one one, you know, self discipline is quite important. You know, mm -hmm. as a, as a man, I think self discipline is really the path to much greater things. And like, oh, that's a nice quote. Is that from you or from someone else? That's from me. Just thought of it. Say it again. Self-discipline is the path to much greater things. Right? For men. I think for men, it's, it's very important. And in fact, I think it's... What about for women? For men. Do, do women not need self-discipline? Why, why, why does this apply in particular to men? I'm curious. And not only that, I was about, I was about to say, self-discipline is, I think, perhaps the essence, the heart of masculinity. Interesting. You know, true okay. masculinity is all about self 
discipline. Now, I don't think, I think a woman can have it, cannot have it. I don't think it has any real genuine effect, but I think for men, it's a core principle of masculinity. And I, I, and I was gonna say, look, I don't wanna give personal information, but you know, I live in a, I live in a part of the world where there is a lot of attractive women. Mm-hmm. There are attractive women in abundance. Mm-hmm. There's so many attractive women it's not hard for a guy to, you know, yeah, get attention from an attractive one, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a constant act of self-discipline to be loyal, to be. This is too much personal. We're gonna have to. No, practice. I think I think it's interesting though. I think that's something that people don't think about. So it's a constant act of self-discipline just to be a guy here and have a relationship that you're loyal to, mm-hmm. you know, and. That sacrifice is important. You know, life isn't all just good stuff. If you just take the good stuff all the time, you're, good, you're just going to eat chocolate three times a day. Yeah, great. Where does See, that get is, you? Where does is, that get you? This is such an interesting topic because to, for me, one of the flaws that I've always thought I had, personally speaking, is a lack of self-discipline. It's, really? It's something that I've always struggled with. And it's one of those thoughts I w- I've always had in the back of my mind where I, w- where I wonder... Where would I be today or who would I be if I had the self-discipline to do something and stick with it or to go for something and do it repeatedly and not give up or not lose interest or even when I do lose interest, stick with it and work through it and see if I can come out the other side, um, you know, having accomplished something. So it is something that I've definitely improved. I've like I was like incredibly self-indulgent when I was younger where I had this approach where I thought discipline doesn't really matter I just follow my interest wherever it takes me this year I'm creatively interested in this I'm going to fall into this and this is what I'm going to do and then when I lose interest life is a you know life is a restaurant and I'll order something else off the menu and I'll go for that and I think I've sort of slow slightly slowly gone away from that and I've gotten better at sticking with things and seeing where it takes me. I would have never said you were lacking in self-discipline. I would have never said that. I would have thought actually you have a decent element of self-discipline. Like what I was saying about how you learn stuff. You said you're going to learn something and then you actually put a dedication in to learn it, you know? Mm, yeah, I guess in a way, yes. But in another way, I'm also very self-indulgent when it comes to having a good time, going out and drinking, um, eating food. That's not self. I want to say it's self. I it, I'm I'm very like I enjoy pleasure. I'm I'm a, I'm, a, no, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a hedonist at heart. I think, and I've I've always got to fight the hedonist in me because part of me is always going to want to wake up really late in the day, spend the a whole night spend the whole night having yeah. fun going out or spending the whole night reading a good book and then spending the whole day sleeping waking up in the afternoon eating like terrible food and then going out and having a good if if i was a rich person who didn't have to work my natural lifestyle would be horrific i wouldn't make it past 35. yeah i, I, don't, I don't think that a lot of that stuff is that bad though and not even the bad self-discipline like going out and having drinks i mean you live in london you're a single guy what you know what what else are you going to do sit at home and read the bible you know (laughs) i mean self-discipline where it matters on you know self-discipline when it comes to certain aspects of your life that you know it's good to exercise that self-discipline you know 
you're not in danger of becoming like an alcoholic or going out seven days a week, seven nights a week raving, are you? No, no, I'm not. But you know, I could, oh, but it does sound like a good time, but I don't think I could physically do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. And, you know, I'm, I'm, polyamory, I don't know much about, admittedly. But I do remember that Louis Theroux documentary. It was a recent one as well. I think it was that last year where he went to Portland, some hipster city in America. And there was... And I remember thinking, all right, it's going to be happy faces and they're going to be living this weird lifestyle, blah, blah, blah. But there was, there was something very wrong. It, you could sense there was something kind of wrong in a lot of those. Not in the people, but in the situation. And they felt it. They didn't seem quite happy. And they seemed like the polyamorous people. They seemed like they were like... Um, trying to get at something and not quite getting there i think you know what i mean cor uh, correct me if i'm wrong um because i haven't seen the documentary but one thing i've noticed with a lot of people who live a fringe lifestyle or who live a lifestyle that's different from the mainstream is yeah. uh, they they always have very clear terminology and very clear ideas about why they do what they do and how they live with it and what how the, it's actually left them in a more positive place and how they feel more secure and more like trusting and uh, there's there's always a very strong positive like um f strong terminology left, strong words. Foot, yeah that they're putting forward to show people Mate. that everything is like uh, just perfect it. and i always look at that and i think that's almost like people are overcompensating yes because yes, because yes. they're because they maybe aren't as secure in w the way that they're living or as secure as they put yes. themselves portray themselves to be this is why i loved freud when i was a kid still love freud still think he's right still don't like people saying oh but well, he was wrong about a lot of things yeah fuck off but one of the splits i have away from freud and why I lean a bit more towards Young now, not that they're vastly different, is that it's all about his talking cure. Freud thought you could talk your, your you know, pathologies no, out, your psychopathy, yeah. And as I've grown older, I've, I've kind of, maybe it's the modern world even, I've realised that people sometimes use words to distance themselves from the reality rather than reveal the reality. You know, people wrap stuff in academic language, wrap stuff in terminology, and it's almost like they're pushing it away from the actual emotion. Detaching the thing. Yeah, detaching it away. They've got a words for it. it. Makes sense rationally in the English language, like a mathematical equation. It makes sense right there on the page. So, you know, surely it makes sense to you. And actually, I think sometimes, no, actually, the emotions are abstract. There's no, you can't explain. But when I'm trying to explain, like, having a relationship for 10 years, it being hard, but also rewarding. I can't think of very specific words. I can't wrap you up in a bunch of modern academic academic you know terminology why? about because, why that's good. Because we don't have ideas, just feelings. Just feelings, no yeah. No ideas, but you, just feelings. But, exactly. Because there's no words for it. People just get it, It's that. a lived you, experience. You <clears throat> You've either lived the experience and you know what <clears throat> someone's talking about, or exactly. we, could, we could write 10,000 words and it wouldn't, no, no. it wouldn't move you. It's not, it's not lived experience even. I think even single people get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. Right? Oh, absolutely. I, I, have a, I have a very solid relationship. 
with my wife. Extremely mm -hmm. good relationship in every aspect. I feel accepted, supported, protected. Beautiful. I offer the same things. It's a, Beautiful. It's a, yeah. Love, it. Love yeah. to hear it. <clears throat> Absolute 100% trust. A perfect relationship. You know, there's no academic language to put that in. But I think people will get it, you know. And then, you know, when you got, you have to give me all this fucking 10,000 word essay thing. Oh, maybe you hide it. Maybe all those words are hiding the truth rather than revealing it, you know. So did you get that sense from the Louis Theroux documentary? Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But then, you know, the question is why do people do it? I, I do think it's superficially appealing, but I think people have the wrong idea about, you know, and I think it will end in disaster. Look, if someone could come back to me and say, look, we've lived 10 years. The five of us are in a relationship. Fine, whatever. But there is no one like that because as we all know, communes end in rape and murder. Oh God! <laughs> That's no joke, actually. Is, is that is is that a known thing where communes just That's a known end thing, badly? Yeah. All those sixties communes. Yeah. You know, in the sixties, hippie love. We're gonna have yeah, free yeah. love. Everybody lived together. Future, and, man. Yeah. Everyone lived together. You fuck who you want. We're just gonna smoke drugs and fucking have a great time. Mm. Almost all of those fucking communes ended up disastrously. Interesting. Disastrously with like, I'm, I'm and I'm. I mean it, rape and murder, like with that kind of shit. I didn't know that. Like the I fucking thought, Chad I thought, Manson I, family. The Manson I thought family most of them just life. fizzled out because you can, I, I thought it was mostly financial reasons where people were like, oh shit, we actually need money <clears> to live in the modern world. And then they slowly drifted away from that lifestyle. No, they were mostly trust fund kids. They were fine for money, those guys. I mean, oh, obviously a lot of people like took one look and then, I mean, a lot of guys just probably went there, shagged what they wanted, and went off as soon as it got weird. Mm -hmm. But, they they did end up disastrous. The, the Manson, Charles Manson, had a commune. It was like literally a stereotypical commune. And then it ended up becoming like a weird fucking cult. That, you know. Gotcha. I'm not saying that polyamory couples are ending up like that, but you know, it's a similar Dynamic. similar pathology. You know. Okay. Mm. Well, I guess what polyamorous people would say is. A lot of monogamous relationship also end up with you know people divorced and in worst case scenarios abusive husbands and wives who kill and murder each other so it is just part of the human condition that some things end up violent and ugly i think and you know what a lot really there's always lot. there's always arguments for it i think that when you're talking okay but you know what people who cross the road sometimes get hit by cars a lot of people who cross the road get hit by cars <laughs> what's your point what's your point everything happened the point is if everything happens just live your life the way you're gonna that you want to because it doesn't really matter it's all gonna don't end live up. the life the way you want to don't live your life the way you want to go on. if you live the life the way you this want is to, the, you're this is this is a nugget of this episode take this listen very closely men and women of the world johnny's about to lay out some truth one don't live, don't your live life. the way the, don't live you your life to. The way you want to you know what i'm gonna shut up sorry sorry johnny please speak if if you live your life the way you want to, what do you want to do you want to eat fast food you want to sit in front of your computer and watch netflix shows yeah live the life the way you want to but you also want to be loved you also want to have friends you also want but no 
you lived the life the way you want to and now you're you know now you're getting the buggy at Walmart. Now you have to go in the buggy to do shopping in Walmart. You know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Lipa? I know exactly what you're You can't saying. live the life you way you want to. There's, you know, biological restrictions. There's societal restrictions, you know? You can't live the life you want to. What you've got to figure out is, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Just figure it out, figure it out, but you know. Figure something out. I will say, I will say, I don't think the convenient route, I think the convenient route is very, very rarely the good one. It's not the gra- it's not the gratifying one anyway. In the it's, it's often in the short term. Yeah, you you're, tra- you're trading like short term for long term gratification. Yeah, you pay you pay the price. You pay the price. You know. Absolutely. Was this more of what you had in mind for the podcast? Long form discussions and chats. And, I don't uh, know. This is quite. This is quite. Serious. This is much more naturalistic, isn't it? This is rather rather be. than doing segments where we just do like this corner and the conspiracy corner and the email. I do like the segment. The, I do like the segment. I mean, I love a segment, but I also love just having a long chat like this and uh, just talking about something. Yeah, it's good. I think it's been interesting because we're not so funny this time. We're not constantly looking for the funny angle. We actually had a genuine chat. But, but I that... think when we, the thing is, we we talk about a friendship simulator. I think friendships have both sides of it. You have days where you yeah. hang out and with your friend and all you're doing is you're cracking jokes from the whole, the minute you, you're, yeah, you're yeah, both, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. both in a silly mood. You're both in a mood to have a bit of a laugh. So you end yeah. up spending the whole day joking. And then you have other times when you sit there over a beer or over a drink or cup of coffee and you sort of, yeah. you put the world to rights. You look at, you look around the world and you look at how you're living and you look at all sorts of different yeah. things and you go into it and start talking of course. about it. Of course. And that's just as gratifying and fun. Absolutely. It's not yeah. a non-stop laughter, but it's fun in a different way. I mean, yeah. I've had a great time today. Listen, we've given people enough laughs. I think there's a lot of funny stuff in those first few episodes. Yeah. yeah. Don't you think so? No, absolutely. There were plenty of laughs. That first episode, I don't know if it's, it gets better the longer I don't listen to it. I tell you something. <laughs> I tell you something. You know what the first thing we should do when we start Patreon? Yeah. And you have to do extra episodes that you got to pay for. Yeah. We should do a director's commentary on the first episode. <laughs> just immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just us reacting to, that. to it. And then us reacting to it. A yeah. director's commentary just going, my God, we were good. My God, would you we listen were good. to that? We were good. Holy I shit. I remember this. I remember this moment. It was so funny because I was actually thinking of saying this and I said this other thing. <laughs> oh, that's actually, that was actually better. Yeah. But I mean, this conversation could have gone a completely different way. Yeah, really lightning in a bottle. Has there yeah, ever really. been a director's commentary for a conversation? That, I don't, this might be the first one. We, I think this Probably. is... Yeah. No one's done Fuck a director's we'll commentary do. for a podcast. Liban, we need to blaze our own trail with this, you know? shut it down that is quite enough of that we've given you a bit of uh, a longer conversation than what you're used to i hope you enjoyed it uh to take us out rather than just fade out as we usually do i want to take you into a new segment a new corner that i've invented called the affirmation space 
I, wa- I want to focus and help the people who listen to this work on their mental health. And I want to, you know, send you out into the world in a positive mindset. So today, I want you to pause this and go stand in front of a mirror. Do it. Go ahead. I'll wait. I'm not going anywhere. Pause this right now. Stand up. Go to your bathroom. Close the door behind you. Stand in front of the mirror while listening to this. Okay. Are you in front of the mirror? Excellent. Thank you for respecting the podcast. Thank you for respecting the relationship between you and me. This is important. And I know that, you know, it's this is weird, but you knew this was going to be weird. You knew this was going to be out of the ordinary. It's not going to be your normal podcast where you just passively listen. You knew from day one that I would actively ask you to do things so that we could get closer. And this is one of them. So thank you for engaging and for being present and for being willing to give of yourself as much as we give to you. So you're in front of the mirror. I want you to look at yourself. And here's the thing. When you're looking at yourself in the mirror, a lot of us have a really bad habit of looking at ourselves with the worst eyes, with the most critical, with the harshest point of view. We see all of the flaws, none of the beauty, none of the depth, none of the good sides that everybody else actually loves us for. So today, when you're looking at yourself, before we even get into the mantra of the week, I want you to look at yourself with kind eyes. Look at yourself with the same eyes that you look at your best friend, you look at your partner, you look at your family who loves you. Just look at yourself the way that other people see you who actually care about you. Kind eyes is key in this exercise. Kind eyes, let's get to it. Repeat after me. I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother who don't take no crap off of nobody did you say it feel free to pause it and just repeat it and practice saying it yourself until you're comfortable let me say it again i want you to say i see pride i see power i see a badass mother who don't take no crap off of nobody do you hear me listen this mantra for this week i want you to just for this week Next week or in a couple of weeks time, we'll have a different one. But for now, I want you to take that. I want you to internalize it. I want you to use it. I want you to stand in front of lots of different mirrors. The mirror at work, the mirror at your gym, the mirror at home. Any bathroom mirror where you've got a bit of space to yourself and a bit of privacy, you stand there and you say it with me. Let's say it together now. You know how to say it. Let's do it. I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother who don't take no crap off of nobody. And with that, good night.